Welcome to the Face Yoga Expert podcast. Coming up. Always make a change or always make someone, you know, maybe think a little bit differently and open their eyes up to something, whether that's like, you know, creating content that's shareable in terms of information or you're sharing information from other resources or things like that. But yeah, it's always important to use your voice for what matters and what is right. Welcome to the Face Yoga Expert podcast. I'm your host, Danielle Collins, and I'm the world-leading face yoga expert, best-selling author of the book, Danielle Collins Face Yoga, and creator of the international teacher training program, the Danielle Collins Face Yoga Method. 17 years ago, I healed myself from chronic illness, and I've spent the last 15 years teaching, sharing, and serving millions of people in person, on TV, and online to help them look and feel the best version of themselves. This podcast is about giving you simple, effective, natural tips and advice and sharing knowledge and insight from industry experts. If you have a friend who you think would enjoy this podcast, please share it on social media as it means so much if you took a moment to rate and review this podcast as it allows more people to feel healthier and happier naturally. And lastly, don't forget to subscribe so you never miss an episode. This is the Face Yoga Expert Podcast. Hi there, how are you doing? I hope you are safe and well and happy and I am excited for this week's guest. So it's Mariam Sophia and I met Mariam back in February when I feel life was so much different. I was at a, a skincare event for a brand called Sebamed and they asked me to come along and do a face yoga class as part of their skincare launch and Mariam was one of the bloggers and vloggers that was invited to come along and listen to the face yoga session and, and learn all about the skincare range. So we got chatting there and she's just such a lovely, warm and energetic person. And I followed her Instagram account ever since. And what really stands out for me about her account is just how cool her makeup looks are and how different and unique she is as well and how she's so unapologetically different with what she puts out there. And that was something which massively stood out for me. So I've been meaning to have her on the podcast since we met in February. So I'm so pleased that she was able to come on today. So this podcast, I guess, has two sort of sides to it. So very much has the makeup side. So we talk about Mariam's journey into makeup. We talk about top tips for how to get great skin, how to apply makeup, brands that she loves, all of that side of things. But we also talk about something which is super important to Marianne, but also really important to me to talk about. I mean, I've got a platform and I want to be talking about this and that's the Black Lives Matter movement. So it's really great to hear from Mariam about how everybody can educate themselves and about how she uses her platform to educate others as well. And right at the end of the podcast, she recommends a couple of books and also where every one of us can find out more about something which is super important, which is how we can become anti-racist and the importance of educating ourselves about it. And before we get into the podcast, I just wanted to give you a little bit of a reminder about the different ways that you can use my book, Danielle Collins Face Yoga. So you can either get the book as a physical copy 
So you can just go onto Amazon or now lots of shops are open. You can get it from lots of good bookstores. And that's Danielle Collins Face Yoga. So it's a lovely book. It's got around 50 face yoga techniques in it, loads of affirmations, wellness techniques, skincare advice, yoga techniques. It's just a sort of a one-stop shop to looking, feeling the best version of yourself. You can also get it as an ebook. So again, you can get it on Amazon pretty sure you can get it as as available on Kindle as well. So if you're someone that prefers to have it electronically rather than as an actual book, you've got that option. You've also now got the option of listening to it as an audio book, which is a nice addition to having the actual book. It means that you can just listen with your headphones when you're out and about, or you can lie down and listen and relax. So it's me talking all the way through and I talk about how to do the techniques. I read all of the book. And the nice thing about the audio book is I talk you through the affirmations and give you time and space to be able to repeat these affirmations to yourself. So it's very much interactive. So if you're a fan of listening to things, and you probably are if you listen to the podcast, I'm sure you'll really like the audio book. So you can get that on Amazon Audible. And then you've got also the option of having the book in video content. So I filmed a 10 day course. So you get 10 minute class per day, all the techniques taken from the book, and it shows you how to structure a daily 10 minute program. You also get a full digital copy of the book and you do it like a 10 day course. And at the end of the 10 days, you've got a little sort of online quiz that you can do as well. That's of course optional, but it's a really nice way just to put together everything that you've learned in that 10-day course. So that's not our teacher training course. That is just 10-day course for personal use. So if you go to faceyogaexpert.com slash shop, it's the second one down on the shop. It says 10-day course and it's £29.99 British pounds. It's about $35 if you're doing American dollars. And you can change it, which one you want to pay for it with. And it's all hosted through my wonderful publishers at Watkins. So you'll see it on the Watkins Wisdom Academy website there. So yeah, if you just go to faceyogaexpert.com slash shop, all the information's there. So let's get into this week's episode with Marianne Sophia, an amazing makeup artist, an amazing educator, and just a really lovely person. Hi, thanks so much for being on the Face Yoga podcast. How are you doing today? I'm doing really well, thank you. How are you? I am good, thank you. How has your 2020 been? It was February when we last saw each other, wasn't it, at the skincare event? And just what a crazy few months it's been since then. Uh, Definitely. I think that was probably, yeah, like the last event that was I went to, um, and yeah, it feels like everything has happened, yet also nothing. Nice. Um, yeah, it's just a very weird time. And I feel like before we know it, it'll be the end of the year. We'll be in 2021. Yeah. And who knows what will happen? I know. <laughs> yeah, and how just... have things been with you? Because obviously, usually you're very used to doing people's makeup and being sort of super close up to people. And I guess all of that has had to be paused, hasn't it, during lockdown? Yep. So in terms of my freelance work when it comes to makeup has obviously everything just got cancelled which is obviously a really hard hit to take when you are you know relying on yourself you have no other kind of income but thankfully I've been really lucky where I've had some consultancy work on for a makeup company so I do like consulting work for makeup companies as well so I've 
luckily been able to do that from home so that's been I totally get that's like a very I'm so thankful for that because otherwise like I just wouldn't have been able to I don't actually know what I would have done so thankfully that has been my saving grace during this time but yeah in terms of actual makeup application (laughs) nothing has happened so yeah it's been a bit weird adjusting to like all of that so weird and have you missed it have you missed being sort of close up and actually doing your craft and doing your art I mean I know you do a lot of amazing stuff um on your own face and, and your Instagram is just full of some super cool makeup looks but have you missed doing it on other people oh thank you so much for saying that about my Instagram and yes definitely I much prefer doing makeup on other people and I think, yeah, most makeup artists were like that. Like, I don't really wear a lot of makeup myself day to day. And I don't really like the feel of a lot of product on my face. Mm-hmm. So usually for my Instagram, where I've been taking photos and do makeup on myself, I just put it on, take the photos and then take it straight off. Yeah. But yeah, I definitely miss doing it on other people. It's weird getting used to your own face and I'm kind of bored of it now. <laughs> of doing it on my own face, of like looking at myself. I just want to meet new people and do their makeup. <laughs> definitely, definitely. Because that's your passion really. But it's so yeah. nice you've been doing the consulting work. How have you found doing yeah. that side of things? It's really great. And obviously like during this time, it's been amazing to, to you know, not have to worry about income coming in. So I've been doing that for like about a year now. So what I do with the company is I just write all of their training and education material for their artists and for the brand so I've done that for like a couple of other brands previously and yeah I kind of want to do that alongside my makeup so it kind of ties in really nicely together and I help to kind of like consult sometimes with new product development so it kind of crosses over different like aspects um, and it's really interesting to see the makeup side from like a brand perspective of when they do produce products how how are like how do they think about colors or like what how are they made but it's yeah I do that from like a makeup perspective so I give my input as a makeup artist of like what's gonna work or these colors look great together or this is what's missing from your current lineup so that's kind of like what I do amazing that sounds super cool and how did you get into the makeup industry what sort of made you think oh I really want to become a makeup artist that's a really good question because I feel like every time I ask someone they feel like they know they've known that they wanted to do makeup or they used to play with their mum's makeup when they were really young but for me when I was younger I never wanted to be a makeup artist I wanted to be a brain surgeon (laughs) yeah it was like a brain surgeon and then a heart surgeon and then I wanted to like something in hospitals I was like always Mm -hmm. into blood and gore and all of that (laughs) stuff so definitely a different career path but and then it yeah I just kind of I don't know how I went from that to being a makeup artist but it gradually just like changed and then in school I used to love art and product design so always doing stuff with my hands And then I got into uni to do product design, but I decided like a week before I was meant to start that course that I no longer wanted to do that. So I left and then had a bit of a crisis, was like, oh my God, what am I going to do with my life? Then I did like um, a foundation course in art and design for a year. And then I went to uni to do fine art. So my background is fine arts. So that I'm an artist at heart. So that's my background. And I just kind of segued into it that way and I was like doing some body painting and stuff like that and then kind of got into it in that way 
and then I did like a short makeup course which was like a one week intensive course and that was in the summer of like after I finished my second year of uni I went into my third year but in that summer I had done a makeup course and then for my final major project I kind of incorporate like my makeup skills into what I presented to for my final major project so it kind of tied in nicely and then I left uni and again had like another like meltdown what am I going to do with my life and (laughs) I randomly just went into a Mac store one day and was like do you have any jobs and I got a job wow oh my gosh that's amazing and then how many years were you with Mac for I was with Mac for like two and a half years so it wasn't really like super long but I feel like I did a lot of things while I was there and it's also one of the places where I learned most of my like skill because you just meet so many different people um from like the people that work there but also the customers that you're going to get because you'll never know who you're going to get um so it teaches you so many different skills a lot how to work on different skin tones different eye shapes but it's also really inspired was really inspiring for me because everyone there was an artist the people that worked there were all, all like you know reaching for that same goal so it was really inspiring to kind of work around like-minded people so cool and something that I love about particularly your Instagram account but what you do generally is just how unique what you do is and how much you stand out. I mean, I follow lots of sort of beauty and makeup and yoga accounts. And obviously everyone is very unique and putting out their own sort of unique gifts. But I just love yours because it stands out so much. And what I love is you do really embrace doing different looks and doing something which isn't what everybody else is doing. Have you always been like that? Or is that something which you've just come into more so recently? Oh, thanks so much. Yeah, um, I think, yeah, I've always kind of veered off like you did the straight and narrow. But I think definitely with social media, it's kind of given me the place to show that. But yeah, I've always loved makeup. That's not kind of like the conventional. But lately, and I think especially during quarantine, that's where I've kind of had the time to sit down and like experiment on myself and put out content that is yeah maybe not what everyone is used to seeing um and it's given me time to like experiment on myself find new techniques that I like but I think yeah makeup should be fun and experimental and yeah like a lot of the time I won't use brushes like I'll just go in with like loads of random things or my hands to like apply things and I think that definitely comes from my art background and finding things and just making them work so I feel like a lot of it comes from yeah what I was doing in uni as well I am trying really hard with my Instagram at the moment so thank you for saying that. Oh no absolutely I feel that completely and I know that there'll be lots of people listening um, whether they've got an Instagram account count themselves or like you they're a vlogger and a blogger or just in life in general that would like to be a little bit more unique and maybe show the real them a little bit more because I know so many of us often feel like we are a little bit different or maybe we don't sort of fit into the status quo so to speak but can be a little bit afraid to show that. And I know over the years, as as I've sort of grown what I do, I more and more try and show the real me and be as authentic as possible. I know that's something you massively do as well. What advice would you give people to sort of know that they can show up as themselves a little bit more, not only in their makeup, but just in everything they do? 
I have only recently like learned how to do that myself because I am not one for sharing like my personal life a lot or anything really about me a lot. A lot of my friends will be like, would agree with this and be like, I'm a very closed book unless someone actively knows me like in my life. I think as well, especially now we're kind of seeing a shift in social media. People are wanting to see the the real you. Um, I know there was like a couple of years ago, it it was on my feed. It was all kind of like the same things that I was seeing and you didn't really see the real person or a lot of the content that I was seeing was the same. But I think we're kind of seeing this change now where we want content to be real and genuine. And we're all, especially in a time like this, we're all going through the same thing. It's a global pandemic. We're all wanting to see like you know the real you and I think that's also where we're seeing people are enjoying vlogs a lot more as well where you're just watching someone might be doing something really mundane but actually it's really interesting to to see that because you might be at home just feeling a bit like oh I'm not really doing anything exciting with my life but we also need to remember like Instagram or whatever social platform that you use or that you consume it's only like couple like two percent of what someone is showing you in terms of yeah being true to yourself it's you're not here on this planet to make anyone else happy apart from yourself because if you're looking to kind of get I don't know gratification from someone else or make other people happy you're never truly going to be fulfilled and one thing that I'm actively trying to do at the moment myself is to try and it's gonna sound really like cheesy but try and romanticize my life mm-hmm. um and even just like the small things that I do day to day so I've started making like really short vlogs for TikTok so there'll be like a minute but and it might just be me walking to the shops or like going to meet a friend or like seeing really pretty flowers but like recording all of this so I can like look at it at later date to be like I have the privilege of like seeing these cool things and doing that so I just want to make my life seem more exciting or like Mm. just enjoy it a little bit more but I think yeah romanticizing your life and like living in your truth and just being who you want to be because if you're not like who are you doing it for Mm -hmm. yeah so so true and I love that concept of romanticizing your life but for you because I feel that so many people will romanticize their life, but just for other people. So just for the sake of social media. But actually, Mm -hmm. if you're doing it for you, it's about just trying to find the beauty and the authenticity in, like you say, the mundane things in life. But actually, how can we make a walk down to the shops a little bit more magical? So yeah, I mean, I think that's, that's great. And that's really... Really, really good advice. And I'm so pleased that that you're feeling that you're able to show who you are more and more so now, because I have a feeling that that people are going to absolutely love that. I know that that's, that's what I really like about what you share. Have you got really good feedback since you've been sharing a little bit more sort of unique stuff? Well, in terms of if we're talking about, again, like Instagram, mm. there's definitely been more like interaction on my posts um people are saving more of my images or like dming them to other people you know like the little arrow where you can see like who how many people have sent it somewhere so yeah there's more like interaction with it that way and also in terms of like my personal life I think my friends have definitely probably noticed I've like opened up a little bit more because I think again as much as you're doing things on or as much as I'm doing things on social media like I also want that to be reflective in my personal life as we were saying before I don't want it to um, do all these things and like seem like I'm living this great life on Instagram but really behind it it's all a lie so the changes that I'm 
going through on social media are actually reflective of what's happening in my own personal life and are true to how I am in real life. I've noticed a difference in the way that people are engaging and talking about things. But I think I've just noticed that shift in general, like as a whole on with social media as well. Mm -hmm. For Mm. sure. I think that that is the way things are are going forward and also people are using their platform for good so much more um i know that that you've been amazing at speaking out about the black lives matter which is mm-hmm. you know which is obviously so so important to all of us and it's important important that we speak out about it on the platforms that we've got and have you found that by sort of speaking out about that but also sort of other things that again you feel like you're sort of living in your truth a little bit more if that makes sense yeah definitely I mean I've always been very vocal about my my political stance and also (laughs) yeah about the Black Lives Matter movement and everything in that respect so for me it was never a question of whether or not, oh, should I post this? Because what if they don't want to see this? If someone doesn't want to see it, there's always an unfollow button. But I think because I've been so vocal about my stance on things prior to this, and also, you know, for a very long time, um, I've been talking about these issues. So I think I've also gained followers because I have spoken about that, like previously, and they're following me because they know what my political stance is. And I think a lot of I've seen like some people say, you know, I think this is probably not relevant like this time around when we've seen this movement. But some people have said they've like either lost followers or now that they've mentioned it. But also my question to that is then why is it now that they've only realized that you do support that? Like, is it because you maybe haven't been vocal about it previously or I? Yeah, it's always something that has been incredibly important to me. And it's something that is if you come to my page, I want it to be a really safe space for everyone. Um, and yeah, I don't tolerate any kind of hate on the page. So it is always like a swift exit for those people if there's anything like that on there. Um, but yeah, I've always been very vocal about like what my views are and what the page is about and what I support and things like that. And, you know, no matter how many followers someone has, it's, you know, you can always make a change or always make someone, you know, maybe think a little bit differently and open their eyes up to something whether that's like, you know, creating content that's shareable in terms of like information or you're sharing information from other resources or things like that. But yeah, it's always important to use your voice for what matters and what is what is right. I completely and utterly agree. And I think that if anyone doesn't like it, then actually we don't want them on our pages anyway. And it's simple as that, you know, I, I'm, I'm the same as you, you know, it's important to speak out for what's important and what we believe and sometimes people don't like that you know when um particularly when the black lives matter movement was very much sort of um being talked about a lot in the media you know it would have been wrong for i believe would have been wrong for any of us to not have talked about that and actually i think mm-hmm. it's wrong for us to not talk about it ongoing <laughs> i think you know we need to keep talking about it as much as possible and there are some people that that don't like that um i know that i had some people comment and uh, i think one of the worst things which i deleted and then blocked that person immediately said um I am sick of seeing politically correct bullshit on every page. And it was just disgusting, (laughs) like disgusting. And, you know, it just even just the thought of it just makes me feel 
so angry. So yeah, we need to just, we need to keep speaking out and, you know, and thank you for all you're doing and thank you for all the education that you're giving as well. You know, it's, there's so much that we all need to learn and keep learning. So, you know, I massively appreciate what you're doing on social media and how well and eloquently you do speak out about those things. Oh, thank you so much. And yeah, I, that would have warranted a response that person commented I feel like I would have just <laughs> responded and be like okay bye person yes. but um yeah I think as well with this there's a lot of people were saying you know like it's a moment it's not a moment it's the it's a movement it's you know this is one of the biggest like changes that we're going through and it is it's not like you okay you posted your black square like okay you've done your bit of performative activism for like the week and you were silent but also what are your actions ongoing after that because change is not going to happen within that one week of you posting that square like what are the actions that you are taking continuously to be actively anti-racist and to challenge those people that might be that might not be in social media but that are around you in real life that are saying you know things around you that might be microaggressions or like racist are you pulling them up on that are you challenging this in real life what are you doing beyond social media essentially and beyond you posting a black square and in terms of that politically correct comment that you received um everything has to do with politics we're living in a day and age where everything has to do with it you're never going to escape it so I don't I don't know what that person's going to do, to be honest. I know, I know. It's just, I mean, it made me feel angry. So I'm sure it is making you feel super angry too. I mean, it's just so, I mean, it's just, there's no words, is there? But I, you know, I completely agree with what you're saying. We need to continue to be talking and we need to continue to be anti-racist. And like you say, it isn't just about that one black square and social media. It's about speaking up to people around us with things we see and sharing and educating all the time mm-hmm. absolutely so um but you you some of your posts have been really really eye opening to me particularly on your stories so um it's been really great and and thank you for continuing to to educate i know i've already said thank you but it's you know that type of thing's important and i'm glad actually that we brought that up today you know i will go mm-hmm. back to to talking about makeup in a minute but again this is another platform where we can't not talk about that type of thing we've got to just keep keep talking for sure i mean a lot of the conversations i have with my friends do like does revolve around this and I think we have the privilege of being able to stop talking about it or you know but actually black people don't have the privilege of not talking about it or like you know deciding to not be black for the day or mm-hmm. it's always an act, a thing that's ongoing yeah. um and just because you don't experience it it does not mean that it's happening and I think it was actually Will Smith that said um racism isn't getting worse it's just getting filmed wow. um so it's it's not something that's just happened over the past couple of months this has been an ongoing problem and you know no one's listening to the black community this is why it has resulted in you know these protests are ongoing like we're seeing in the states there are continuous protests are ongoing as a result of you know people not listening and protests do work (laughs) they do invoke change um and my support is fully with the black community and it always always will be 
Absolutely. And mine too. So thank you for that, for sure. Um, it seems um, a little bit trivial in some ways now to sort of go back to talking about makeup because there are so many more important things out there. But if you don't mind, we'll just talk about a few other sort of um, makeup related things before we finish. Yeah, That's okay cool. with you. Fab. Lovely. Yeah. So are there any... Um, sort of brands that that you love anything that you can recommend to people that just want a really good easy simple makeup routine where would you say is the best sort of place to start and and what sort of brands do you love I think yeah there are so many brands on the market at the moment and it yeah it just depends on what you're kind of looking for if you want really quick easy makeup I mean there's no like brands in particular that you need to go for but I would maybe say look at the products that you're looking wanting to go for so whether it's like a tinted moisturizer if you don't want a foundation Laura Mercier does like a really nice tinted moisturizer there's like a few variations I also love cream blushes just because they make the skin look like skin so I do prefer cream products if you're looking for that natural kind of finish because no one's skin is completely matte and that cream kind of gives your skin that dimension when you kind of turn your head and you get that like shine and gloss on your skin it just looks divine um so yeah cream products are definitely one of the like most underrated products I feel like but I feel like they're kind of getting their time especially on Instagram um a lot of more brands are kind of coming out with cream products and you can also what's great about cream products a lot of them can be used in loads of different areas so what I like to do is put if I'm using a cream blush I'll put a little bit of that on my eye but also on my lip and when you use a color in more than one area it kind of makes the look or like the makeup look that you're doing a little bit more harmonious because you're seeing those colors in more than one area of the face and it's super quick and super easy um so cream blushes like all the way that you can use like on the lips as well and loads of brands do cream based products now as well but I think one brand that like really kind of does it great I think Fenty Beauty is a great brand um in terms of they're accessible for everyone with their color ranges and their cream products are really great as well that's great that's amazing I love a, a cream blusher and it's a great idea to use on the lip area as well I've got a a bare minerals one which I'm obsessed with um but yeah that's a that's an amazing idea for that and how about eyes how can we go for just a really super simple natural but just lovely eye area again it depends if you want to use like you can use cream or powders usually when they're made for the eyes if they're cream they kind of sometimes do have like a cream to powder formula so they set more so you won't get like creasing like during the day but I would say if you're not used to wearing too much makeup go for something really light on and natural on the eye um it can have like a little bit of a shimmer to it or like a soft satin finish so that's where it's not matte but it's not sparkly you kind of get that soft shine and if you want to kind of take it up a level you can put like a soft brown along your lash line or in the crease to give a little bit of depth um and I would say yeah if you aren't used to wearing makeup do a brown along the lash line as opposed to a black just so it doesn't look as intense and also that's a really good tip for mascara as well um try a brown mascara if if you want it to look more natural and not as harsh as like what a black one would look like it just gives you a bit of softness I find um but brown liner is definitely like a really good one 
And also a really great tip is if you've got a brown um, coal pencil and you want to do a really quick and easy smoky eye, just kind of smudge that along your lash line and use like a little pencil brush to just blend it out and upwards into the crease. And you've got one product, two minutes smoky eye, and it's quick and easy. That's so cool. That's just really easy. And I love the idea of the brown mascara as well, because mm. um, particularly if you haven't got super dark lashes, then the um, the brown is is so much more natural. That's just, yeah, really, really good. Really amazing. Um, I'd love to just finish by just talking a little bit about wellness. So do you have any sort of wellness routines that you do personally? And also, if you were to share with our listeners your top tip for wellness and inner peace, what would that be? One thing I definitely want to say about wellness is it's a journey. It's never going to be like I've I've reached the point of wellness for and sure. I'm like <laughs> I'm I'm great all of the time. Um, it definitely comes in like waves for me. Mm-hmm. Um, So I have a few meditation apps on my phone. So I use Headspace a lot just to kind of listen to some guided meditations. You can set the time for like five or 10 minutes and it will take you through like breathing techniques. And also there's one called Insight Timer, which I like, which shows you how many people are using it at the time around the world, which I find really interesting. Mm. Um, But I do like to take in the morning about five to 10 minutes just to sit and breathe, which sounds obviously like really silly because you're breathing all the time. But No, I'm like the biggest advocate for breath, honestly. That's like speaking my language. (laughs) Yeah, we're not aware of actually the breath. And I've, I mean, yeah, I don't, I try and do this every day, but sometimes I'm just like in a rush to, to get things done. But I think actively taking that time and setting it aside to do that really makes a difference. So I'm trying to implement that back into my routine every day because there was a point where I was meditating for about 10 to 15 minutes every day, but then it kind of like slipped a little bit. So I'm trying to like implement that back in and it doesn't have to be, you know, a really long like meditation or like breathing session that you're doing. Like literally I try and do like five minutes at least, but just to kind of recognize that and sometimes I make I make lists, but I don't I try and make it in a way that is what has to be done today, like what is urgent to be done and then what can wait for the rest of the week. So I try not to put everything that needs to be done in one day because then it just makes the day seem incredibly overwhelming. Um, so I try and break that up into chunks like okay in the morning I know that I can get this done and that also needs to be done today but this one can be done on like Friday at the end of the week because I know I've got a bit more time to do that so I kind of try and plan it that way as well um, just so it doesn't make the day seem too overwhelming but I think for me mainly just listening to like my breath and like taking that time to listen to that and I also really take my time with my skincare routine Mm -hmm. um, and like when I am doing that, I feel like that's a moment for me to also just sit and think about the day, whether it's in the morning or like the evening. And also as well, I try and do my gua sha as well, because I find that so relaxing. Yeah, and, amazing. Um, yeah, I love it. It's so great. And I use the Hey You yes. um, gua sha tool, which yeah. I know that you um, talk about a lot as well. And the I oil. That yeah. 
So I find that incredibly relaxing and yeah, makes me feel so much better and the added benefit of like it lifting your face is great as well. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They are great tips and it's lovely to see how you do those things sort of throughout your day as well, which I think is so important, isn't it? It isn't just all about, okay, so I'm now going to relax for an hour and a half. It is like, what can we do at little moments in the day? And breath is super important with that. Yeah, definitely. And one thing I learned with like meditation as well is actually I always used to think, oh, when I'm meditating, it, I need to not think about anything. Mm -hmm. But how unrealistic is that? Yes. Um, so I think the goal, especially for someone who is maybe listening and thinking about, oh, I want to try it or but I'm like really bad at it. There's no right way to do meditation. Thoughts are naturally going to come into your head. It's fine to allow them and then they'll just like float away. And then another thought will come into your head. That's natural for that to happen. So it's not like you're reaching for a state of absolute silence in your brain or anything like that it's just yeah allowing yourself to take that time for yourself I think I just wanted to like add on to that because that's Definitely. I was used to be really intimidated by meditating because I was like how do you not think about things <laughs> it's impossible <laughs> it's honestly impossible yeah. I've been doing meditation probably for about 17 years now and my mind still wonders every single time but what yeah. I try and do is one of two things I either try and imagine my thoughts like clouds in the sky so they're just sort of there and they're passing when they're ready or I try and observe them almost like an outsider looking in so when I do that it's sort of still being mindful but it's it's watching the thoughts I think if we try and stop our thoughts or we try and tell ourselves okay we have to clear our mind and relax it's just impossible and also massively puts us off doing meditation yeah I I totally agree with that and I like the cloud analogy that's mm. a great one I think so for anyone who's never tried it before yeah maybe that would be a great place to like envision it as like clouds floating <laughs> past you I yeah. think that's a great yeah great way to think about it Oh, I'm glad you like that. Amazing. Well, if people want to um, get in contact with you, follow what you do, maybe you could share with us how they can do that. And also, if you'd like to, maybe you could suggest any um, education, resources, books, anything that you think would be helpful for anybody listening that wants to learn more about Black Lives Matter movement and to get involved with that and just help everyone become anti-racist because that is what needs to happen mm -hmm. yeah definitely um I think probably the best place would be my Instagram <laughs> which is just my name um so it's Mariam Sophia underscore and on there in my story highlights one of them is BLM which is Black Lives Matter so I've saved everything that I post to my story in regards to Black Lives Matter I save it all in that highlights a couple of great books to read. Um, one of them is Why I'm No Longer Talking to White People About Race by René Edolodge. And also Natives by Akala are two great ones to um, start with. And everything else is also saved in there. I've also got like some Instagram accounts to follow. But what I also want to say is, you know, if you are following these Instagram accounts, a lot of them are not educators or are not anti-racist workers so if you are going to be following them um, on their accounts please do engage with with them and their content and don't dm them asking them for advice on things google is a free service mm -hmm. um 
so I think it's yeah I think it's not our place to go to to black people to ask them to educate us you know Mm -hmm. we need to actively be doing that work ourselves but yeah if you look in that highlight um, on my Instagram page I've got loads of information that's like valuable um on there so it's all saved on there for everyone if you want to have a look but yeah that's just on my instagram and my twitter is exactly the same as well as my instagram username and my email and stuff like that is all in there as well if anyone wants to reach out and chat a little bit more about anything but my dms are always open as well so (laughs) there's lots of ways you can contact me that is wonderful well thank you so much for all your tips your advice and your education today and thank you for being a guest on the face yoga expert podcast thank you so much for having me it's been my pleasure it's been a great chat thank you so i hope you've enjoyed this episode if you'd like more information on face yoga or you'd like to become a face yoga teacher just head to our website faceyogaexpert.com for more information If you'd like to do a regular structured daily face yoga program to get the best results, you can either use one of my apps, just search Danielle Collins on your app store, or you can use my book, just search Danielle Collins Face Yoga on Amazon. And thank you for joining me today. And I look forward to seeing you again next time.